0: Vision has just the right mix of music, inspiration and fun to kickstart your day. Rise and shine with Fel and DJ. Weekdays at breakfast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media.
1: Jesus said, If you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. What happens to a person at death? Well, breathing, heartbeat and other processes stop. Other processes continue for a little time longer. For example, hair continues to grow. And then after a while, these stop too. And then decay and disintegration come to the body. But this is not what happens to the person, only to the body. If we were only physical, then we would cease to be. But we are more than a body. Now, what does the Bible say? Well, Jesus entered two realms that we've never been to, death and Hades, the place of departed spirits, And he conquered these and gave us the hope of resurrection from the dead and eternal life with him. And so for the believer, the death of Jesus means the forgiveness of our sins. But his resurrection means that we too shall be raised from the dead. This is Set Free with Ken Legg.
0: And over the last few days here on Set Free, we've been looking at the subject of life after death. Now, Yesterday we looked at what happens after death for those who have rejected Christ, especially concerning the judgment that awaits them. Now, what about those who have believed on Christ? Ken, doesn't the Bible refer to a judgment for believers
1: as well? Yes, it does, but this is completely different to the judgment of the unbeliever. It's not a judgment for sin because, of course, our sin was judged at the cross. When Christ died upon the cross, he bore the wrath of God for every believer. This means that our sin has already met its judgment. Jesus said this, for example, he said, Most assuredly I say unto you, he who hears my word and believes in him who sent me has everlasting life and shall not come into judgment, but has passed from death to life. Now, of course, he was referring to that judgment, that judgment that the unbelievers will be going to. Now, whilst we won't come to that judgment we will stand before another throne of judgment that's known as the judgment seat of Christ. For example, Paul says to the Corinthians that we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ that each one may receive the things done in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. And so at this judgment, we'll be judged according to our works and at that judgment, we stand to gain or lose reward.
0: Mm-hmm. I think this is an important point because many Christians still struggle with the idea of condemnation, especially when we do something wrong, we think we're going to be judged for it. But as you say, all of our sin was judged at the cross. Maybe one of the reasons Christians get into this state is uh, because the Bible still speaks of the judgment for believers, as you've just uh, talked on. But you're saying that this this isn't a judgment of sin, but a judgment of works.
1: Yeah, we need to make a clear distinction between that which is bestowed upon us as Christians as a free gift and that which will be given to us as a reward. See, the Bible uses both those different words. Now, a gift is not a reward. You know, they're two completely different things. Salvation is a free gift which Mm. is received by faith in Jesus Christ alone. Our personal merits don't even figure in the matter of our salvation. It's purely based on the merits of Jesus Christ and his work on the cross by which we are saved. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. We all know that verse. Mm. Jesus said, I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. Now, if I was to give my wife a gift, say of a bottle of perfume, and she unpacks it and says, oh, this is wonderful. Thank you so much. And then I say to her, that, that's fine. That'll cost you $80. <laughs> well, I'll probably be wearing the perfume. <laughs> I mean, a gift is something which is given, which nobody expects anything back in return. Now, that's salvation. What Jesus did for us at the cross was his work and his work alone. We don't share in that. We just receive it. We partake of it by faith. Now, the beamer seat of Christ, which is the judgment for believers, Each one will be rewarded according to their works. that has got nothing to do with salvation. And it is a time when we stand to gain or lose great reward. There'll be prizes that will be given to those who've been faithful, while others, the Bible says, will actually suffer great loss. The judgment of the saints or the judgment of the beamer seed of Christ, if you like, is the first judgment that will take place. It will precede the judgment of the unbeliever. You know, the Bible says that judgment... Begins at the house of God. So our judgment is first.
0: I can imagine there's some people hearing this for the very first time today because this
1: isn't something you hear preached or taught a whole lot today in the church. And that's true. And yet the thing is, uh, Phil, that it's a major theme in the New Testament. Um, You look at some of the writers of the New Testament, the words that they used, they describe it in different ways. For example, John spoke about it as being a crown. Be faithful unto death and I will give you the crown of life. Or he said in another place, watch out that no man takes your crown. He's not referring there to salvation. You can't gain or lose your your salvation on the basis of our works or, or our giving or our service or any of these things, but it is a reward for walking faithfully with Christ. Paul referred to it as a prize. He said, I press towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. In another place, yeah, he used that word reward because he was aware that even he, Paul, could lose his reward. You remember he said, uh, was it in 1 Corinthians 9, he said, I discipline my body lest after preaching to others I myself should be disqualified for the prize, you know. But, of course, when he came to the end of his life, when he was writing his last epistle, which he wrote, of course, from prison, when he's writing to Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 7 and 8, he said this, he said, The time of my departure is at hand. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Finally, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on that day. And then he said this, and not to me only, but also to all who have loved his appearing.
0: Mm, I think that's something that every believer really hankers for, you know, that we want to have that crown of righteousness as well, and to say that, you know, we were faithful. Yeah. Um, Just to recap then, the the believer's judgment is different to that of the unbeliever in that it's not a judgment for sin because salvation has already been given and accepted,
1: but it's to reward him or her for their works. That's what you're saying? That's right. Um, You know, in in 1 Corinthians 3, uh, Paul says there's no other foundation that can be laid than that which is laid, which is Christ Jesus. Mm. But be careful how you build on the foundation. Because every man's work will be tried by fire, uh, and some, like if we've been building with wood, hay, and straw, it'll just go up in smoke. Yeah. But he, you know, Paul says, "But he himself shall be saved, because salvation is not according to works, but he'll have no reward." You know, um, he's lost everything he's been building because he's been building maybe in the flesh and not in the spirit, or whatever the cause may be. Yeah. Uh, so the two things are different, and and I think we need to be clear in our minds about the difference between what is a gift and what is a reward. Salvation is a gift which has got nothing to do with our works, but the reward is a prize which is based entirely upon our works. And there's definitely a place for works in the Christian life, but it's important to understand what that place is. Uh, The New Testament teaches us that works follow salvation, not precede it, but follow it. Uh, Paul says, "...for by grace you have been saved." through faith and that not of yourselves. It's the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. But then he goes on to say, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, Mm -hmm. which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. And so good works are useless for salvation. God never puts good works before the unsaved and says, do these and you'll be saved. But God places the gift of salvation before the unsaved but then he places the reward of the prize before the saved. And so salvation is by faith, whereas the reward is according to faithfulness. Mm. It's fascinating. We have, we have so much emphasis these days
0: in the church on salvation. Yeah. But as I said, you just don't hear this spoken about very much at all. And uh, we need to be about the, the work of the Lord. And uh, I don't know whether it's right that we do that or is it? Maybe you can answer this question. To, to get the reward. Or is our motivation, should it be primarily because we just love God and we jump
1: in and do it anyway? That, that's a good question, Phil. And, and, and I think, you know, um, just to kind of um, separate the mercenary motive, if you like, from this subject, mm. the Bible says this, that, you know, what is the prize? Is to be with Christ. It's, see, God wants to glorify us together with His Son in the earth.
0: Grappling with a subject we all need to consider, is there life after death? We'll have more on this tomorrow. Until then, remember you don't have to carry that baggage. God wants you to be set free.
1: For books, DVDs, small group studies and other resources from Ken Legg and details about Ken's ministry, shop online at vision.org.au. That's vision.org.au.